Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane, about the ordinary, about something that might just help you drift off. One thing that we can promise you is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so feel free to close your eyes and just listen, and maybe you'll drift off to sleep. Otherwise, we hope you will just relax. Thank you for joining us. We, in fact, hope you will listen and sleep. As well, feel free to tweet us. Our handle is listen and sleep, and you spell out the word and. I am your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Nidhi, let's talk about lamps. Great. Let's. So, I have a lot of lamps in my home. What are your feeling? What are, what are your feelings about lamps? I am a big lamp person. Oh, see, I did not know this about you. Yes, I prefer a lamp to a ceiling light or a ceiling fixture. I prefer warm lighting coming from my lamp mm-hmm. as opposed to a fluorescent lamp or any other white bulb. Lamp? So, if I get this correct, in your lamp, what kind of bulb would you have? Obviously not a fluorescent and not one that casts a white light, is that correct? Correct. So something with more of a yellowish hue to it, okay. a warmer lighting. Um, I once had a lamp that was completely bright red. Oh. And when you put in like a warmer colored light bulb... Sure. It gave off this wonderful glow in the room, which was really pleasant and pleasant to come home to, particularly because it was a very small lamp. So it was one that you could keep on. Let's say you were leaving for the evening and okay. it was going to come back after a couple of hours. It really just set a wonderfully calming mood when you walked into my apartment. Oh, wow. How important is the lamp shade for you? Very important. I think the lamp shade is, well, it makes or breaks a lamp. I had a beautiful lamp that I got from Ikea many years ago, 
which was a paper lampshade. They were quite popular at one time. They may still be popular. And it was very rectangular and it was a ceiling, uh, sorry, a floor to ceiling kind of paper lamp. I think it kind of looks like a Japanese lanternish. I, I wanted to say like a loofah sponge. A Is little it? bit, okay. yeah. And so I had that lamp, um, and it was another really wonderful lamp that provided a really good, calming, relaxing. had had that kind of essence to it. Sure. Um, but when I moved from that apartment. I had to get rid of that lamp. Oh. I know. So that was that was a bit disappointing. Sure. You know, you can really change a lamp by changing its shade. So if you have a nice base or an interesting base, you know sometimes you'll have a lamp that you've had for years and years and years and then you get tired of it. Rather than get rid of the lamp, change the shade is what I say. That's a great that's great advice, Marco. No, I, sorry. No, 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 please. please. No, no. I, 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 well, I have something I want to ask you, so I want to hear what you're about <laughs> Well, I can see you're Googling something that yes. was all the rage when I was growing up. Oh, I bet you're going to say what I was going to say. Well, I don't, wanna, I don't want to take away your thunder, so please, no, no. go well, ahead. I was going to ask you if you ever had a lava lamp. Is that yes, what you were going to say? I did okay. have a lava lamp mm-hmm. at one point um, in high school. For a short amount of time. Now describe what a lava lamp is in case people don't. Ooh, so a lava lamp is kind of like a glass lamp oh, that basically, I don't even know what the substance is that's in it. It's kind of this gel, gel-like substance, maybe? It's, it's actually, it contains blobs of like colored wax. Okay. And um, it has a translucent liquid, so the, ra- the wax kind of rises and falls, would you say, yes. as the lamp heats up, right? Yes. So it's not the um, blobs that illuminate, but rather the base would illuminate. So if you haven't seen, well, actually, if you go to our um, Twitter handle, I'll attach a photo of a lava lamp. I'm sure most people know what a lava lamp is, but I'll attach one. It was a. It was invented in 1963 by a British accountant named Edward Craven Walker. Oh, wow. So um, that's where that comes from. And the appearance of that wax nitty kind of gives the effect of when lava kind of bubbles from a volcano. Right. And uh, I also had a lava lamp. What color was your lava lamp? Mine was the traditional red. Yes. Yeah. Most most were. Um do you have a favorite lamp in your house? You know, it's funny you should say that. So, there was this lamp that I saw at kind of a pricey sort of homeware store. And it was like 175 bucks. And but I fell in love with it. But I couldn't justify spending And this was years ago. So, I was still living, I think, in my first apartment that I was renting. And I just fell in love with this lamp. So it must have been about 15 years ago. And, and more, actually. And I couldn't justify spending 175 bucks. But I kept my eye on this lamp. And I kept my eye on it. And it went on sale for $100. And I was still 
like, oh, do I spend $100 on a lamp? Sure. But I had a friend who worked for this particular store, um, Pure One, I believe it was, and he said, I can get you my staff discount, which was like maybe 20%. And I'm like, uh, do I really? I think I ended, I think it was 75, uh, it ended up costing $75. And I'm like, do I spend $75 on a lamp? And he, he convinced me. He was like, you know what? You love it. You know, it's not often that you um, splurge like that on something like a lamp, but you'll always love that lamp. And I said, you're right. So I gave the 75. And you know how in some moments in your life, $75 is something you could easily spend. It was one of those moments where $75 was a lot for me. Right. But because of that, splurge i just love that lamp to this day and it has a really it kind of has it reminds me of like um, the desert like it has a sort of santa fe ish quality to it in the colors it has it looks it has a turquoise colored base okay and the shade is a suede uh like a faux brown chocolate brown suede oh, that's i'll show beautiful. it to you yeah and it's uh Something about I've always liked. I don't think I don't think my wife particularly likes it, but it's it's one of those things that that I just I'm so happy I have. So, Nitty, let me ask you. Tell me about a time where you spent a lot of money on something Ooh. that you know you were kind of second guessing, but now you're glad you spent that money on that particular item. So, Marco, I think for me, it's usually I spend money on, like, two different things. Okay. Either it'll be some clothing item. Okay. That I was like, ooh, like either a pair of shoes or a purse or even just a dress. But as I get on in years and have more and more clothes. Mm-hmm. And I take part in more and more clothing swaps. Yes. I don't need to shop for those items anymore. So I haven't really done that in a long time. However, I tend to spend money on experiences or um, like a really luxurious massage or a trip somewhere or um, personal training. Every oh. once in a while, I'll go and I'll get, like, a personal training package. Oh, that's great. Um, like, our mutual friend, Barrett Morrison, mm-hmm. is a personal trainer. And he's really wonderful. Um, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, should I spend some money on a personal trainer? And then you do, and you feel so wonderful afterwards really? that you're really happy that you did it. Or, you know, like, I'm taking golf lessons, or oh. I'm taking some lesson here or there those are the type of things that i spend money on so in a weird way Mm -hmm. even though you're spending the money you don't regret it as much because you get the experience out of it right and that's kind of the intangible so i'm a little bit boring that way um no i don't think that's boring i think that's that's unique to you you know you mentioned purses yes and um what makes a good purse for you for me it needs to have a little bit of a statement associated with it so it's got to have some sort of uniqueness i mean there's two different ways that i look at purses okay tell me it either needs to be functional 
like a daytime purse needs to be functional, needs to fit a lot of things in there. Okay. Hopefully it can fit my makeup and my keys and my wallet, etc. Sure. But then at night, I want something that has more of a statement associated with it. So it has to have some sort of cool look and feel. Something that if I was wearing all black, mm-hmm. my purse would stand out. Oh, I see. Yes. It would It would be the pop of color or, or texture or something. You got it. So tell me, what, and this is a question that I've, like, as a, as a, as a guy, I've never really, like, understood. But what's a clutch? It's a type of purse or is it a... <laughs> Is it a purse? Is it its own thing? I don't understand. I hear that term and I'm like, I don't know what that is. A clutch. It is a good question. It is a purse. It is something that, um, it's kind of like an evening bag, but it has no straps. It's something that you hold in your hand. You clutch it, essentially. Um, So it's a purse without a handle? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. It's kind of, you put it under your arm, or you hold it in your hand, and clutches tend to be, have a bit more of that bolder impact that I was talking about. Okay. They tend to be a little bit more, you know, have a bit more pizzazz to Mm -hmm. it um, than a normal purse. I have a good friend whose wife has a purse that when she opens it, and it's interesting because I'm connecting two of her topics, a light would... Uh, oh, that's illuminate fascinating. So that she could see the that's, inside of her purse. That's that, amazing. Uh, that's an unmet need right there. It's sort of like a lamp inside a purse that's or a light. Yeah. Really, really cool. It sounds like a purse that you would like. I'll have to keep my eyes open for Please the purse do. that has the light in it. Please do. Marco, have you ever been to Kansas? No, I haven't actually. You know, it's interesting. I've always wanted to go to the prairies, and I believe uh, Kansas makes up makes up part of the prairies. You know, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has a lot of wheat. I think my only understanding of Kansas really has been from like Superman comics, sure, or like. Um, the Smallville TV show. The uh, Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. She's from Kansas, right? Yep. Did you know mm-hmm. that Kansas at one time was really popular for potatoes? Not no. as much anymore. Now it's more about wheat. Um, but the name is actually translated from um, a local Native American dialect. Okay. And people say... That one of the translations is loosely translated as a good place to dig potatoes. Oh. But others also say that it's also possible that it means Smoky Hill. Hmm. So go figure. Those are pretty um, pretty wide-ranging translations of the name. Um, actually, it's Topeka. That is that 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 means not Kansas. So oh, I see. Kansas is not the translation. It's the name Topeka that either means a good place to dig potatoes or Smoky Hill. I think it's pronounced Topeka. Is it Topeka? Yeah. What what makes you bring up Topeka, Kansas? Maybe? Well, 
we do have some listeners oh, in okay because i was wondering I'm like all of a sudden nitty's fascinated by kansas it's hey, pretty awesome i think why not um and so we want to shout out to our listeners there by uh giving everyone who listens to our podcast a taste of kansas or topeka kansas at least mm-hmm. um and in 2010 you'll actually like this Marco. oh okay the city of Topeka temporarily changed its name to Google Kansas. Oh, really? To win some favor from, from <laughs> Google. Sure. So um, that is pretty pretty bold. When I think of Topeka, I think um, they're one of the places that gets hit by tornadoes. Um, I, I would imagine all of Kansas does. Um, oh, but, right, of um, course. I know that uh, I think I remember they had they had a few um, hits with uh, tornadoes in the past. So I'm sure you know it's interesting, Nitty, that places that get affected by certain natural disasters they're prepared for it in a way that, for example, if a tornado was to hit, I wouldn't really know what to do, go no, in the basement because no. I know that. But if you're in a place like Topeka, I would imagine that you would know what to do in the event of a of a tornado. That's not to say that's all they have, of course. No, they actually also have... Topeka is also the home of the first million-dollar high school. What? Yes. Um, so Topeka High School was opened in 1931, mm-hmm. and construction costs reached $1.75 for back in 1931 that's cool my goodness yeah i'm hoping that that's i I wonder what was in that high school at that time to cost so much faucets made of gold i you know you would think because in this day and age if you were to say a high school cost 1.75 million Mm -hmm. to build actually it's not that much money but let's just say right in inflationary terms or right. whatever, $10 million to right. build. You'd expect it to be kind of high-tech sure, and really, um, yeah, I guess high-tech and just uh, avant-garde. But I wonder in 1931 what that would translate to. I imagine this this school, do you have the name of this school? Uh, I imagine it would Topeka be... Topeka High School. Topeka High School. I wonder if it's just a huge huge school. I have to ask our listeners from Topeka to A, settle on how to pronounce it, because I think you and I have two different pronunciations. I think I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Well, we'll find out. And to let us know about this high school. I'd love to go to this high school. This, I love old buildings from that time period. Oh, it uh, looks beautiful. I have a photo here. Just is it, is it very Art Deco-y? Oh, yeah. It, looks, it almost looks like a university. Yeah. So I imagine it's a really large... Um, high school well for our listeners out in Topeka thank you for listening and uh, feel free to tell us more about your city at listen and sleep and uh, what tips you would have if a tornado was to rumble through our parts what should be the first few things we should do Marco if a tornado were to pass through downtown Toronto Mm -hmm. I don't know what would happen you know, we've had, it's funny because where my parents live one time, uh, there was a, a tornado that went through, that, that ripped through, and uh, 
affected some of the homes on my parents' uh, cul-de-sac. Oh, wow. And we happened to be having dinner there at the time. Right. Yeah, so it was an interesting sort of... I mean, it made CNN and made the news. And that wasn't that long ago. <coughs> less, than, less than five years ago is when that happened. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, they're awesome to see on the television, but they're not awesome when they come to you. So... Um, Certainly, that's not that's not something I would want to get into. No, fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Is there a particular weather state that you enjoy oh, the most? Uh, I can tell you that I love sunny, warm, hot weather. Okay. Like, I love hot summer nights. Okay. Those are also wonderful kind of evokes really pleasant feelings for me okay. it's when I walk out mm-hmm. and it's like pitch dark 11 o'clock at night and it's so warm I love that see I prefer a crisp fall day That's where you, right. where you could just this. wear a nice sweater and be outside and be comfortable that for me is my ideal sort of um, weather weather condition or weather mm. feed of weather for for feeling the most comfortable. Now, your in-laws live in Florida. They do, yes. Are they impacted by hurricanes in Florida? Yeah, there is. There, they they usually leave the state. They'll that's when they'll travel is during the uh, hurricane hurricane season? hurricane season. Yeah. Hmm. Um, have you ever experienced an earthquake? These are great topics to make people relax. <laughs> Go to but, sleep. Uh, uh, I, um, so not a full-on mm-hmm. earthquake, but like I think every now and then you'll get some like aftershocks that sure. rumble up mm-hmm. to our corner of the world. Um, so it's always been very, very minor and minute. Right. Um, have you? Yes. I've, really? Well, once again, it's those small tremors that we get that in what will happen is it's interesting because... I don't necessarily, or haven't necessarily felt the ground shake, but what I've noticed is I'll look at a plant, and it'll move in an odd way, and I'll just stare, I remember staring at this plant and saying to myself, what's making that plant, like, tremble? It almost appears as though that the plant is trembling, not as if, you know, sometimes a plant in your home will get, catch a breeze and and sort of wave a little bit or or the leaves might dance a little but this looks like a plant that's got the shivers it kind of has a treble tre- mm. tremor uh, tremor tremor yeah like it'll have like a it almost looks like the plant is, is shivering and oh. I'm like what what's going on and then it was revealed that we had a Earthquake. Earthquake or an aftershock or something. And uh, sure enough, I saw in a program, it says, you'll notice plants. They'll move in a, in a strange sort of way. Oh, so, yeah, that's that's one of the things, you know, that... Uh, I always miss it because I'm, like, I always am kind of like, oh, what's that shaking? Sure. And before I can even figure out what happened it's 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 done it's done and it's so fleeting that you almost think that it's in your head Mm -hmm. because it's like oh that didn't happen right so and then sometimes you'll find out that it was an earthquake 
but um, yeah. Have you ever been to a gorge? A gorge. Okay, so describe a gorge for me because uh, I think I have. I, I think a gorge is like. Oh, I hope I'm right in saying this. Like a like a like the. What's that huge park called? It's just escaped my mind. Uh, the one that um, where is it? It's in the states. It's, oh. it's humongous. It's like it's it's like, like the uh, Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is what I'm trying to say. It's like <laughs> one, you'd think you'd think it'd be top of mind, but I think it's kind of like a, a small canyon or like like a like a, a rocky crevice that kind of. See, okay, so then, mm-hmm. for example, the Evergreen Brickworks in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's not a gorge? No. What is that? I have no idea. Isn't that just a building? Like, are you talking about a building? No, 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 no. The actual area, the bricklayers area. Oh, I... Like, beyond the building, there's a whole... Oh, I think that's a quarry. Yes. Yes, that's a quarry. So, I've looked up the definition of gorge, and it is a deep, narrow passage with sleep... With steep, sorry. With with steep and sleep. No, with (laughs) steep, rocky sides. A ravine. So there you go. So that's what a gorge is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't I, think probably the Grand Canyon is far too, too big to be considered a gorge. I think but. I have because there's like ravines in and around Toronto mm-hmm. um, that I believe I've been to. I'm sure in Europe I've been to a gorge or two. Yeah, I want to say I have. It's just an interesting word that sort of popped in my head. Like, you know, we need to travel to a gorge and record a podcast yeah, there. Yeah, you know I, I mean? do. In the I wonder center what the of a echo gorge. would be like in a gorge. Oh, it might be a little bit too harsh. We'd have to figure out how to equalize. <laughs> Oftentimes, Nitty and I are playing with buttons uh, as we record our podcast, trying to manipulate the sound. the sound and make sure we don't run into too many reverb issues but that being said I, we did not have to play with the sound tonight no we didn't in, fountain, in fact the sounds have been quite soothing other than our earthquake <laughs> conversation what is a soothing sound for you for example rain is not a, is for me I, for a lot of people it is but that's not a soothing sound for me um i think people talking which okay. is <laughs> fair that's that's what we do here why we hope that you have enjoyed this episode sure. of us talking on the insomnia project as uh, always we are produced by drum class productions we want to say a special shout out to our friends who listen in topeka kansas thank you for listening feel free to give us a tweet at listen and sleep and tonight's podcast was recorded in toronto <laughs>